Sedano and LZ with you here on 710 ESPN. Our pal Clinton Yates with us here. Don't forget Dave McMiniman going to stop by at 645. Clinton Yates joins us on the Celebrity Hotline presented by Morongo. Play it safe. Good times. Don't forget, we're giving away a virtual key each and every weekday. We got four keys left here on 710 ESPN. Warren Leong of Montebello won today's key. You want your key? Listen to Mason in Ireland give out the destination of the day during the 3 o'clock hour each and every weekday. Write that thing down and get to us in the 5 o'clock hour. Listen for Sal Gonzalez of Culver City Mazda to give you the cue to call. Be caller number 7 when you hear it with the correct destination of the day and you win the virtual key or a virtual key, excuse me, that could start that brand new 2021 Mazda CX-5 Sport with a grand in the glove box. Take a road trip on us. It's the 710 ESPN Month of Giving. Um, so we've got a Woj bomb before I get to the Lakers. Mm-hmm. So Woj has the Warriors deal. It's funny because we were literally just talking to Bobby Marks about this. Um, the Warriors have finalized a trade to acquire OKC Thunder forward Kelly Oubre Jr. for a 2021 first-round pick. And uh, the Warriors pick next season – it's uh, some contingencies. Warriors will only convey the first-round pick next season should they finish 21-30. to 30. So it's top 20 protected, basically. Okay. Um, LZ, we'll start with you. Uh, what, were your, what are your thoughts on Kelly Oubre? Um, I think he's a nice little pickup for them. I'm not sure how much of a difference maker he is. Um. Only because whatever he gives you offensively, he's likely going to give up to you defensively. But uh, he is fire, and him and Draymond together will be yapping away on the court. So they'll be interesting to watch, um, but I'm not sure if he's the kind of player that's going to make them uh, feel better about not having Clay. He's not like that. Yeah, um, I, 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 I'm not a huge Oubre fan. Um, I know that you are a Washington Wizards uh, fan, I believe. Uh, yeah, Gates, and I you had, love you had those, you, you Kelly had Oubre, Oubre in your life, right? I love Kelly Oubre. And uh, quite frankly, quite frankly, part of, part of my issue with this is that I feel like Kelly Oubre is one of those players that's never going to get the situation that he deserves to become the player that he can be. I think this is as close to one since he left Washington, as you're going to get. I, I, I happen to think he's an extremely dynamic player who only has room to grow and who has got a polished offensive game for this stage of his career that a lot of guys don't necessarily have and the confidence to go with it. And he's left-handed, which is a totally unnecessary point, but I like to watch him dunk because it looks a little different than everybody else. As for the pickup, I think it works well. Um, you know, I, Do I think he's going to turn into like an instant all-star? No, but I, I, I'm glad that he's going to be able to go to a team where I feel like he's going to be able to learn a little bit of more basketball as opposed to just being able to try to like sort of be the guy for a winner. I don't really know what the Thunder's plan is now because like this was a playoff team and now all of a sudden they've got a bunch of new guys and who knows what it's going to look like. So I'm, I'm happy that he's in a situation where at least he's around some winners um, you know, whether or not they're necessarily going to have the highest ceiling next year because of the unfortunate injury situation, I don't know. But I like it for Kelly for sure. Yeah, I, I'm not a huge fan. Like, I think yeah. that he is uh, – he, he is a good player. I don't think he's, like, some sort of difference maker. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, I, I think he gets credit for being a defensive player when I don't believe he's actually a good defensive player. Wow. Um, down on KOJ. Okay. I'm not. I'm not a fan. Like, he, he's Wait, did he you just, just try to call him KOJ? 
I mean, I said that just kind of freestyling it, but I man, mean, he that ain't like that. But you got initials and stuff like that. He ain't like. Hey, that, first though. of all, all right, listen, we ain't gonna come to blows over no Kelly Oubre Jr. because he's more stylish than you and me, LZ. So just let's not forget that, bro. Just right. because you dress Brings differently the- doesn't mean you dress stylishly. Don't wow. get them too conflated. Yeah. Wow. Okay. yeah, wow. I mean, yeah. I, that sounds like a little bit of a declaration of beef. Of course, I am watching verses over here on the side, so I'm a little <laughs> primed. But, I mean, Kelly Oubre is an established league fits dude. I'm certainly not going to talk any trash about his fashion game. Forget about his basketball game, but okay, we can go there. I talked a lot of fashion online last night for the NBA draft. We can touch on that, but Kelly Oubre is a stylish dude for sure. Yeah, he's a stylish dude. I'm not going to say he doesn't have a style. I just don't think you should conflate being different with meaning that you always batting a thousand because Cam dresses different, but that doesn't mean he's always batting a thousand. Okay. Westbrook okay. Def- dresses differently. Harden dresses differently. That doesn't mean they're batting a thousand. The shade. I did not know that you had such hot fashion basketball takes. We need to get together and do some separate programming. Oh man, it's just fashion. Period. That's all. I like it. Like you know, it. when you go to Milan as much as I have, and you get taught by. Oh, okay. Wow. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You wow. know. What did I walk into? I'm just saying that's just I love sort it. of you know that's space I like to operate in. Anyway, go go ahead, go ahead, George. Uh, yeah, I, I just don't love his game all that much. Like he's certainly athletic. Um, he can get to the you know he, he's he's great on the break. Like he's gotten he's become a a good shooter, right? Like uh, and, and I just think defensively he's a bit overrated is the way I would describe it. Okay, can we go back? I'm sorry, I'm completely distracted. I have to talk about this because it was the NBA draft last night, and this go is ahead. all I was tweeting about. So who yeah. were your guys last night, LZ? Who did you think looked good? Which families did you think looked good? I happen to like the Halliburtons. There was a guy that had the oh, yeah. uh, hoodie under the, the suit jacket, which is a look that nobody that really goes so through. That's so old. I know, That's it's an so old-ass old. look. I know. I was laughing. I loved it. I'm just saying, I don't necessarily need everybody to be on the cutting edge. I just need them to be committed to themselves. And that was one of them. The Halliburtons looked great. I thought um, – I can't really remember who else. I mean, I'm not going to get to Kenty Karen. I'm not going to diss her, okay? That woman had those children. That's her family. That was a group decision. <laughs> I have no problem with that. I'm not going to get crazy about it. That was not the first time she'd worn that. Um, I also liked – who else did I like? I can't remember. But those are the two that first come to mind in terms of what I remember last night. There were a couple of rookies who opted for a brick color jacket mm-hmm. that I thought was really good. It was like okay. really good. Like to me, like brick is the color for this fall. And there were a couple of guys who rocked it that I was like going, all right. Because even though it's not red, red, it's just red enough where you can get clown if you don't do it right. Right. And I felt like the guys, and I think there were three players actually who went that route, which means they might have gone to the same stylist, but mm. it just looked really good. Mm-hmm. Okay. It, it just looked really good. And then who was the broad with the white suit? Uh, dang, I can't remember. Was that was, Precious? Was it Precious? Yes. No, Precious had a blue suit on because that Precious was also the greatest family scene of all of them because there was a little girl on the couch who was asleep. When they first went to the shop, she was a toddler. <laughs> and as soon as they started cheering, she woke up freaked out. And I was like, how dare you all interrupt this little girl's nap for your stupid draft party? It was adorable. <laughs> and I loved awesome. it. So that's what I remember from Precious. He had a hat on and he had a blue suit. But that little girl, she had her night destroyed. It was hilarious. By the way, and, and George and I were talking this before, how good of a baller do you need to be to rock this world and your name is Precious? <laughs> oh, man, you got it. First of all, you, if you watch him play, and I did watch uh, some videotape after the fact, 
Uh, that dude plays with some ferocity. And I would imagine there's a lot of pent-up frustration from him being made fun of for his name. Uh, well, I mean, sure. Yeah, and I, listen, you either got to be the meanest dude on earth or you got to be, like, the nicest guy on earth to the point right. that people, like, don't want to make fun of you because that's, like, just lame. You know what I'm saying? But I have a feeling it's probably a little bit more of the former than the latter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's fair. That's fair. Um, Lakers. If I told you there was a gift-wrapped Serge Ibaka in the Christmas tree this year uh, for the mid-level exception, how would you feel? I would feel great about it. I mean, I think that's, you know, when you think about what the concept of the mid-level exception is supposed to be and you think about the kind of team that wants to use it in order to add somebody that they think is probably going to be pretty useful, the Lakers and Ibaka come exactly to mind. Um, I think a lot of people thought Ibaka was kind of, I don't want to say washed, when the Raptors went on to win the title, but I think there's a certain amount of people that thought that, that he was beyond uh, his prime, so to speak. But I, I love that player. I love him, man. He's I, He's been one of those guys that I always thought was going to be extremely underrated, like no matter how well he did, and I still think that's the case. Serge Ibaka is a winner as far as I'm concerned, and I like that dude a lot. I think it would be a great fit. He also just launched his own fashion collection. Yeah, he's pretty good. Serge. You know, he's he parle en français beaucoup on the internet. So, you know, yeah. I watch him in French mostly. Well, it, it's you know. like I'm I not told... going to Milan, LZ, yeah. but, you know, I do operate right. in different... France well, he I definitely see. goes to Milan. I don't think there's any question. <laughs> yes, um, you And when I did one... The only walk-off interview I did with him this year in Indiana, um, he had a monster game, and uh, we were talking about his fashion because he was wearing one of those big Lenny Kravitz uh, scarves to the game mm -hmm. uh, in Indiana where it's just like... it looks. I remember like, that. It looks like a blanket, basically. Um, but he's such a large man that, uh, you know, he, he can wear it as a scarf. Um, and I asked him about his, uh, you know, because Fred Van Vliet was saying, oh, he's got the best drip. But he's got the best drip because he makes the most money on the team, is what he said to me. <laughs> so I said, I said, yo, Fred said this. And he's like, you know, I don't worry about money. I don't do drip. I, do, I don't do fashion. I do art. And I was like, <laughs> Okay. That is awesome. Uh. Let me ask you this question, LZ. Do you know how to say the word scarf in French? Because it is a lovely word, one of my favorite words in the language. Mm. Is it scarve? It is not scarve. It is écharpe, which is a great Ech word. Écharpe. Écharpe. Yeah. Écharpe. Écharpe. Yeah. Écharpe. 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 If you ever have a nice écharpe, make sure you use that word when you fling it around your neck to let people know you're putting it on. So, I don't know if Steve will let me have any shop by myself. <laughs> <laughs> Clinton, before we let you go, if you were Lawrence Frank, what would you want under your Christmas tree? Shop. <laughs> um, That's a good question. Maybe a, gu a point guard who can actually play all the minutes. I don't know. What do you, I, I, mean, I asked that because I don't know what I think the goals are for that team right now. They had such a weird exit to the playoffs and like, I'm not, you know, after thinking about all the things that have gone on with the Lakers, like where, where do you think that team should be going right now? Oh, they definitely need someone to organize offense. I don't think there's yeah. any question. I mean, like that to me is the main priority is not even close. So I don't yeah. want to be trite with that answer, but like that was the obvious point for me. Um, you need some sort of point guard situation, whether it's a facilitator, a captain, or God knows what, but I just think that that maybe Patrick Beverly, and listen, Patrick Beverly is my favorite player in the league frankly, but I think that role is maybe passing by on that team at this point. Yeah, for sure. Clinton Yates. Follow him on Twitter at Clinton Yates. Check out his work at The Undefeated. You got anything we need to plug today? Bro, I just dropped a huge piece, E60, 2 chains. If those of you who don't know, he's oh. a minority owner for the College Park Skyhawks. Your boy was in Atlanta, sat down with him at his old high school gym, 
where he played and was a state champion when he was a sophomore. Check it out on ESPN Plus and The Undefeated. Excellent. Sweet. Thank you, sir. Yeah, uh, all right, man. We will all catch right, up with you next See week. You Thank you. I'm going to go See put you. on in a shop. All right, there you go. Put on a new shop. Uh, Glenn Yates, our pal, joins us every week here at 6 o'clock on Thursdays. All right, McMiniman at 645. Coming up next, though, LZ, I want to switch back to some football talk uh, because Bruce Arians, mm-hmm. Tampa Bay Bucks head coach, they're facing the Rams, and he said something that made me go, really, dude? Really? You're going to say this this week of all weeks? We'll tell you what that is in three minutes. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Woo! Yeah, yeah. So See, we Laura, were talk- not, Laura's we were- messing with me now, George. <laughs> What's that? Because I was like, you know what verses I really want to see but could never happen? Right. Prince versus Michael Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, unless we do holograms or something. I never ever see no hologram verses. Mm-hmm. Actually, you know what? I'm desperate. I can go for hologram verses. I know. Yeah. Then let's just do Biggie and Tupac then if that's the case. That's what I'm saying, man. Like all the really good verses we can't really do. Whitney yeah. versus Mariah? Can't do yeah. it. I mean, we couldn't do Mariah even if Whitney was around, to be honest, these days. Yeah, that's probably true, too. <laughs> I mean, that's did you hear Mariah Selena that versus New Year's? What was that New Year's a couple years ago? Remember? Oh, Ooh. dude. And she's just like going, I'm tapping out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Remember? I think oh, we were yeah. still doing the morning show together back then. Like, I think that was shortly thereafter. It was not, it was not good. It was not good. It was yeah. not good. No, no, no. Was that I the want- Carson Daly? Was she doing that one? The ABC one? It was ABC for sure. Yeah. Um, I'm not, I can't remember who the host was, but she right. definitely just said, yeah, I'm not seeing this whole song. Just, yeah. You know, it was crazy. She couldn't hit the notes anymore. Well, you know, it happens to us, you know? Yeah. I can't yeah. hit my notes anymore. Well, I mean, we heard your last segment just trying to get through the notes, you know. Bro, I was just trying to eat the half an almond. Wasn't even a whole almond. That right. was half but an you, almond. But you said there, there is your problem. You said you bite the almond in half, and I just think just go all almond and then crunch it up with your molars. You know what I'm saying? You don't go full almond when you're live on air. You go half almond so you can quietly chew it. Unless it chokes you to death, which it right. almost did to me. Because yeah. that didn't help either. You know what I'm it saying? It did that, not help. You, you probably need to rethink that strategy is what I would say. I'm going to start going walnuts. I think walnuts are way more half-bite friendly. Well, and they also are um, softer when you get to the inside. Are we still talking about the almonds? <sighs> We're talking about walnuts. Oh, thank you. Yes. <laughs> Wait, what is this? Here's Mariah. Oh, uh, turn it up. <laughs> what, what, what would happen to us if LeBron James gets to this point in the basketball court? Like, I meant to hit that layup, but you know it is what it is. Right. <laughs> we meant to hit that vocal, but it is what it is. It is what it is. Oh, man. That's, a, that's amazing. I remember watching that in real time, just laughing, howling with laughter. <laughs> the side commentary. We missed the vocals, but it is what it is. 
I mean, that is just fantastic. She still um, gets booked. Uh, speaking of it is what it is, New Year's Eve 2016, yes. by the way. That mm-hmm. was 2016. Yeah. Wow. So there you have it. Um, Bruce Arians is uh-huh. the head coach of the Tampa Bay Bucks. They were playing the Rams this weekend. He said this this week, LZ. Man, our team is really tired. And I'm like, you know, look, I get it. This football is tough, right? You know, it's, it's, it's hard. You know, it's a grinding sport, super physical. But, dog, the Rams are now – now, this week, they will have made their fourth trip to the East Coast, I believe. Four. Wow. How, how much tired should the Rams be? And you don't hear Sean McVay out here with us like he was to, you know, in the first hour of the show telling how tired he is. Yeah, you know, I I don't want to totally trash him because I don't know the context of the conversation, but that's a bad soundbite. Mm-hmm. It's just a bad soundbite. Like, everybody's tired. I'm tired, George. You're tired. You were on 19 shows today. I was. So, I mean, it's like, who who's not tired in 2020? So, it's like, come on, dog. Suck it up. Keep it moving. We don't want to hear about you whining about it, you being exhausted by staying at home. I mean, hell, even 2020's <laughs> tired of 2020. Seriously. Seriously. Though it's making a comeback, I will say that. It's making a comeback. It's With a late Lakers rally. And Dodgers. Yeah. Lakers and Dodgers and some yeah. other stuff that worked out okay. Oh, speaking of which, um, yep. Wrigley Field became a federal landmark. What would be, the, what would be the, the, the sports venue in L.A. that you would make a federal landmark? First of all, Wrigley Field should have been a landmark. Yeah. So I'm glad it's finally crossed that threshold. Here in the city, I would say um, – you know, Dodger Stadium is one, but I would rather see the Colo first. Yes, uh, the Coliseum was built in the '30s, I believe. Yeah, 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 and 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 it just—I don't know—it just feels like it's old, so it should be treated with a little bit more respect. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. As you walk into it, as you look at it, like it just looks like it's historic. Yeah, 1921, it was commissioned. Ooh, man, 1921. Were you still picking cotton? Completed in 1923. Man. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's 100 years old, man. That's You need to respect that. What do you get when you get one of those designations? Do you get like a prize or something? I don't know. They give you like, yeah, do they like they put like a statue up in front of the place or something? Yeah, I don't know. That is a great question. Do we use federal that. dollars now to make sure that you don't fall to pieces as opposed maybe, to using donations? Maybe that, maybe that would be it, yeah. And by the way, the Coliseum is now, it's going to be it's gonna be three Olympics now, 32, 84, and 2028. I feel like if you've hosted an Olympics, you should automatically get that designation. Oh, now, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. I'm waiting, I'm waiting. Now, I'm waiting. Greg, I need you to check in on this. Okay. It was declared a National Historic Landmark in 1984, the Coliseum. Now, how is that different from being a federal landmark? Is, that, is there any, like, there, I, I know there are different phrases, so is there a difference? Like, we need to look this up because we may be already given a distinction to the Coliseum that was already given to it in 1984. Or give it to it twice. <laughs> so people don't forget. Yeah. Because I, I would say that if Wrigley Field – look, Wrigley Field certainly needs to be in that category. As your, To your point, I'm surprised it wasn't, it wasn't earlier. Um, but, yeah, I, I am curious to see what, what, if there is a distinction between the federal or national historic. You know? Absolutely. So, Greg? Uh, what about Dodger Stadium? I'm looking it up right now. What do you think, Dodger uh, Stadium? What do you think? 
Dodger Stadium should have get it not not it's old kinda enough young. Yet. It's kinda young. Right. You know, um I mean when you're talking about Wrigley Field and I do believe Fenway is also on this list. You're talking yeah. about like hundred year old parks, right? Yeah. Right. Rig, uh, Dodger Stadium were opened in nineteen sixty two. Yeah, that's like barely older than us. Right. I notice I said us. I mean we are old though. Ish. Yeah. Ish. So Dodger Stadium is basically like uh like it might be able to get social security, but it probably is still working. Right. Yeah, it hasn't <laughs> hit retirement age yet. That is right. an excellent point. Yeah. So either way. Uh this game is getting interesting now all of a sudden. Um the Seahawks who started off really hot, all of a sudden not so hot anymore. Offense kind of simmered down a little bit here in the second quarter. Uh, yeah, but their defense is playing well. Yeah. Uh, Arizona's only got seven points, and their defense we know has been trash so far this season. Yeah, maybe they're tired of hearing you talk about the defense, George, and they decided to like pop some guys. I I did I did trash them today, that's for sure, and I've been trashing them all season. And I thought like you know, you know, Kyler Murray is my fantasy quarterback. I thought we'd have a good week this week. I mean, look, it's still a whole second half to go here. Yeah, you, you still know? got time. There's still plenty of time. I mean, there's still time in the second quarter. They can still score and take a lead here, personally. But. Uh, it is going to be weird. Um, not weird, I just, though. I we- just read something that's crazy. What's that? So the old Tiger Stadium was also a federal National Historic Landmark. Mm-hmm. But then it was torn down. <laughs> oh. So I, I thought once you got that designation, you know, that the federal government would do whatever it could to make sure that being torn down wasn't part of your future. But I guess I'm wrong with that. Yeah, apparently not. Uh, there is, um, I believe they are the same thing. They are the, the same way. thing. Yes, yeah, I just looked it up myself yeah. in like two seconds. Yes. Well, I'm just making Ooh, sure. I don't want to say you give bad shame. information. Wow. wow. Nonstop, I swear. I, I gave you like credit you, like 35 minutes ago on something. So. <laughs> yes, know. yes, that was the one for the that day. That counts for like 10. <laughs> for you, yes. Take your wins, Greg. Take your wins. I mean, for real. <laughs> don't be complaining. You know? Tell him when you're going to get another W. But in right. his defense, he actually did ha- have it. We were texting. I have to give it to him. What? Thank you. I-, I need to see a timestamp. <laughs> All right. We're going to talk to McMiniman. Dave McMiniman is going to join us. We're going to find out what the hell the Lakers are up to, what they're going to do. Uh, we will talk to him in just a moment. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Uh Uh-oh! Do you know what she actually says there real quick, LZ, before we talk to Dave McMenamin about the Lakers? Yeah, that's what I thought. Good job, buddy. Yeah, yeah. All right, so Dave McMenamin is supposed to join us here in a couple of minutes. Uh, we will be done here in uh, about 10 minutes or so. We've got a hard out today because we got Rams All Access coming up. So J.B. Long, DeMarco Farr, and company will get you ready for that Rams-Bucks game on Monday Night Football. Steve Levy going to join us tomorrow at uh, awesome. 4 415, Greg, is that what you said, or 430? 415. 415. And then we got Amin at 530, and then Mac at uh, 615 for the Mac show. Dave McMiniman joins us now as advertised. So, Dave, what if I said that 
the Lakers could have a Christmas gift or a holiday gift under the tree or wherever in the house with Serge Ibaka at a price tag of the mid-level exemption. How likely would something like that be? Like, do you think that is even possible? I think if the Lakers could have it their way, they would split the mid-level exception and use it on Serge and someone else. Use it on Serge and give Dwight Howard a bonus uh, rather than have him come at the mid, uh, come at the veterans minimum and keep him away from going somewhere else. Split it with Serge and a West Matthews. Split it with um, you know Serge and it's one of the other names that we hear out there. So I mean, certainly he's someone that could help them as you look at their their core and and perhaps they're going to lose a guy like Markeith Morris who was you know dynamite for them particularly in the Houston series in that stretch big capacity Serge can do that as well has championship experience is a physical defender and obviously you heard all the things that Rob Palenka said today about Dennis Schroeder they want to pick up guys with a little grit little physicality to them and that fits the game that Ibaka's shown for years is Kyle Kuzma long for this world for this world? I mean, we are in the middle of a pandemic, so let's be careful about the world. <laughs> How about the Lakers world? There you go. How about the Lakers world? There you go. Okay, there we go. Um, yeah, Kyle Kuzma is really interesting here. Uh, you know, Rob Palenka was asked point black about him today and, and said, you know, when the time is right, we're going to sit down with his representatives and, and have a conversation. In the next press said, hey, by us losing Danny Green, we have a guy, Kuzma, who's shown that he can play some wing defense. He showed that in the playoffs. And we also like him in that stretch four capacity. I mean, the Lakers like Kyle Kuzma. They like him a lot. Um, he has kind of that homegrown stamp on him. He's really the only player outside of Alex Caruso and Talon Horton Tucker that you can say that about this current Lakers group. And they like that he's, you know, has relationships with Rob Palenka to Frank Vogel to LeBron James, Anthony Davis to Jeannie Buss. Uh, what they may not like is a number that those great representatives that uh, Rob Polinka was alluding to that that you know uh, are are the harbingers of Kuzma's career want to get you know if Kyle Kuzma is asking for a four year seventy five million seventy eight million dollars extension do you do that because the Lakers are trying to be in the business of winning now in this window and extending the window so that they can win if and when LeBron James retires and it's just a team built around Anthony Davis and having the, the proper cap space to pursue a second star to put next to him. And as good as Kyle Kuzma is, and as much as he has improved, I don't think it's really prudent to look at him as his ascension will lead to being second star status. I think he's a really good player. I think he helped them a lot in the playoffs, even though his scoring numbers weren't quite what you expected. But I don't know if he's going to help them enough to warrant that type of number. And if he's not going to warrant that type of number, they have two options. One, you ride out the season with him and you know use him for this team and then allow him to become an unrestricted free agent. Or allow him to become a restricted free agent, excuse me, and play that game. Or two, you use him as a trade piece and you know uh, try to be aggressive on the market. That was the term that Blinka used. So... You know, I, I, I don't think he's going to get a $78 million cent from the Lakers. That's one of the three options I'm pretty sure on. And as far as the other two options, we'll see where it goes. Dave McMiniman joining us here. ESPN NBA insider covers the Lakers for us, does a phenomenal job joining us on the show. So, Avery Bradley, what are we looking at here? Is it likely he departs? Is there a chance he's back? What are your thoughts? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I reported on Sunday that it was looking uh, likely that he would not pick up the final year of his deal that's owed to him, and that's you know what's being reported is happening now. Um, you know, Avery Bradley is the type of veteran, a plug-and-play veteran that can fit with just about any championship core. Uh, he's a pretty good catch-and-shoot three guy. He's a great defender. He doesn't bring drama to the locker room. He has, a, you know, a winning pedigree, and so. Oh, just because he's not picking up that that option doesn't mean that he will not return to the Lakers. But I I, I would be surprised if the Lakers have more than five million dollars for him to return with. So, you know, he's going to go test the market and see what's out there. And I, I bet several contenders will come calling. But will there be a contender that can offer him more money? And uh, that we'll have to see what happens with. When you look at all the teams that are making moves like Milwaukee, presumably Miami, um, Brooklyn just getting healthy. Who do you think's the greatest threat to a repeat for the Lakers? Yeah, you know, it, it's a it's a really good question, and because we still have to see what happens with the Bogdanovich deal in Milwaukee, and I'm not so sure that necessarily pushes them over the top. We still have to see, obviously, the Harden deal. If the Nets get Harden, I, I think you know they will you know, prance their way to the NBA finals. Um, but, you know, the team that to me is still, and they're not done their work either, but, you know, the LA Clippers <laughs> are a legitimate contender and they're in town and they, uh, you know, they had their deal of uh, turmoil last year, but a lot of times when that happens, teams kind of regroup and they, they have a little bit of extra fire uh, underneath their feet. And they recognize that, you know, we kind of, you know, mess with that opportunity we had last year and let's, uh, you know, really get it this year and, and keep that focus and, and, and that camaraderie and togetherness. So you know, I, I still think the, the Clippers as of today um, are, are the biggest threat. But again, if some of these other trades go down that we've been hearing about and talking about um, that, I think I could, you know, shuffle that deck. Dave, you and I talked about this earlier this week on the jump, but in regards to AD, um, you know, there was an interview he did after you and I spoke uh, on earlier in the week where he sat down with Chris Haynes and Haynes was asking about, you know, your team made a move with Dennis Schroeder and he stopped him. And he said, I don't have a team. The Lakers signed Dennis Schroeder. And you know how this works. People hyperventilate. They freak out. Uh, for those that may be freaking out and hyperventilating, what are your thoughts on Anthony Davis and his impending free agency? I, I think Anthony, I give him a lot of credit to really sticking to the script. <laughs> I mean, listen, the, the flip side of this is to win a championship and walk away from having the chance to to repeat and having it, uh, walking away from the guy that got you, you know, re- or was instrumental in getting you to L.A. and LeBron James. Is that scenario going to happen? No, not in. Um, you could run this simulation a thousand times. And not once does Anthony Davis walk away from this team. It's just about whatever the number is. And he's trying to keep his leverage out there. And, and he's uh, been advised well um, by his representative, Rich Paul, to keep that optionality out there. Um, you know, as long as he doesn't sign on the dotted line, uh, he can, you know, apply a little bit of pressure to the Lakers to make the moves that he deems fit to make that team as attractive as possible when he does sign on the dotted line. But Anthony Davis will be playing for the Lakers next year, trying to repeat as NBA champion. When you look at all the activity that's going on on the Eastern Conference, uh, and I know we sort of touched on this in, in regards to the Lakers, but who do you really think, based upon current construction, is coming out of the East? 
Hmm. Coming out of the East? Yeah. You know, I, I like Boston's team a lot. You know, they were a couple bounces away from making it to the NBA Finals. Obviously, the Heat have something real there, um, you know, with Jimmy and, and, and their young core, you know, guys like Tyler Hero and Bam Adebayo, um, Duncan Robinson are only going to get better. Um, and, and so, and then, you know, Milwaukee, I think Milwaukee still has major warts. Um, Drew Holiday is an upgrade, uh, you know, as an individual talent, but does Drew Holiday make up for the combined contributions of Eric Bledsoe and George Hill? I'm not so sure. Um, if they get Bogdanovich, I, I love his game. I think he's a tremendous player and he's played some big games overseas, but he's never played really in a big NBA game in his career. And so, you know, you have some curiosity there. And then you just wonder if, you know, Brook Lopez is what he is, right? Chris Middleton kind of is what he is. Um, does Giannis, as great as he is, have the capacity to get better himself and, you know, make up for some of the improvements that the teams that are chasing them are going to be making? And so, you know, I, I, if I had to pick a team today, I would probably go Brooklyn under the um, belief in what Sean Marks said, as good as Kevin Durant has looked, because I've also heard that from other people around the league. And Kevin Durant is, you know, in my opinion, when a healthy, the second best player in the league behind LeBron James. So I'll pick the team with the best best player in the in the West, the team with the second best player in the East. Yeah, I would agree with that. Real quick, Dave, we have less than uh, we have about a minute or so. Um, speaking of the Bogdanovich thing, you have covered this league for a long time. Okay, have you ever seen such? I, I I thought it was embarrassing what happened between those two teams. Have you? Do you recall anything that you've covered um, or or seen that was something like this? That was like this. Not this exact scenario. I think a lot of Lakers fans will recall the slack jaw emotion they felt when the league vetoed the Chris Paul deal. Right. Um, you know, right. weird stuff happens, um, and this is certainly weird. Um, you know, it, this is what I think is, is really interesting about the idea of tampering. It goes on all the time. Mm-hmm. It's unregulated. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I had one league executive tell me last summer when we were talking about, um, you know, the Lakers pursuit of Ka- uh, Kawhi Leonard. Uh, you know, it seems to be the only tampering that gets caught is the stuff that's wide out there in the open for everyone to see. And that stuff isn't, isn't harmful because everyone knows about it. It's all the other stuff that doesn't get regulated. And for whatever reason, um, you know, the league is trying to act as if a premature conversation with uh, Boyan Bajanovic's representatives is, is, is such a uh, caustic case in this instance. When, to me, everybody who signs tomorrow is going to already have already had a conversation Correct. between yeah. the, the team he's signing for. So yeah. I, I think it's kind of silly. Yeah, it is silly. Thank you, Dave. Always appreciate the time, brother. Thanks again. Thank you, brother. All right, thanks, fellas. Yep. All right, take care. There he is, Dave McMiniman. Does a phenomenal job covering the Lakers for us here at ESPN. Uh, follow him if you're not already. I don't know why the hell you're not. Uh, at Mick10, M-C-T-E-N. LZ, excellent work as always. You too, brother. All right, thanks to Dave, thanks to Clinton, thanks to Sean McVay, thanks to Key and Bobby Marks, Greg and Laura too. We will talk to you tomorrow. Have a great day. Rams All Access next.